it's time for um hello a jersey shore recap podcast um hello um hello um hello to you and um hello to everybody out there welcome back this is the finale it is a finale i'm your host g wow and i'm cookie and this is um hello the podcast where we recap every episode of jersey shore Yep, and this is season two, episode 13, the finale. It's called Back Into the Field because it's like all of the wrap-up of Miami. Miami, which I always, you know what I always forget? That Miami is in Florida. You know what? That's so funny. I do too. (laughs) Like when I think of Florida, I have such a like particular thought. And then I have Miami has its own, it's so separate. No, for sure. The other, um, like last summer, I went to a bachelorette in Miami and someone was like, oh, how was Florida? And I was like, huh? (laughs) And they were like, you were just there. And I was like, no, I was in Miami. Oh, right. I think it's because like, I think of like Florida man articles Yes. when I think of Florida, but I don't think of that when I think of Miami. It's just one city in the whole, you know, state. Right. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't define Florida, but it has its own like culture. It's own Mm -hmm. like subculture. It's not typical Florida, Florida, Floridian culture. So I, I agree. I would argue that's the same in every state though. Like Los Angeles doesn't Maybe. represent California for sure. Uh, yeah, it does. Southern California, but there's a whole, there's a whole Bay area. Come on. How dare you? Everybody in the United States hears California. They just think LA. I promise. I know they do, but they shouldn't. I know that's a controversial. Yeah. But you know, people have such a warped version of the United mm-hmm. States. I saw this in like a meme once and it like blocked off California and it said like this is how people viewed the mm-hmm. United States and it blocked off California and it said LA and then it blocked off the Northeast and it said New York and then it blocked off like everywhere and it just said Florida and then it drew like a line and on the bottom it said yeehaw and the top aka like the Midwest it just said what? <laughs> And that well, is how people see the United States. That's true. And you know what? I don't know why I'm complaining anyways. I'm literally from the LA area. Like LA's the best. So what am I talking about? Anyways. <laughs> well, before they digress. leave Florida, the entire state of Florida, they have to do an Everglades trip to experience, yeah, Florida life that's not Miami life. Um, they gotta go see crocodiles and alligators. <laughs> so that's why I brought up the Florida thing, because when they did that, I was like. Oh, yeah, like Miami's like, there's swamps and alligators. Yeah, LOL, Aguido's in nature. They were not jiving. Although I do think the seafood had potential to be good. I think they just opted to give them all the weird things on purpose. Because like Southern seafood is where it's at. Florida's still, you know, part of that. Well, so they went to this restaurant. Did we say that already? They went to this restaurant and they're eating frogs and Uh alligator. And the boys mm-hmm. are adventurous, but Jenny specifically looks like she's going to vomit. Oh, Jenny hates it. Jenny hates it. And she got up for a second and I thought she was going to vomit. No, but guess who gagging. did? Guess who did vomit? The situation on the car ride home. Which that is the most embarrassing. I, having to ask someone to pull over <laughs> so you could throw over on the side of the road is the most embarrassing thing that could ever I know, happen. I know, because when you're not in a car, at least you can like make it somewhere and figure it out. Yeah, do you play off your car and you're like "Mm." when you vomit, do you play it off? Because I do, like I never say, like I'll be like, Oh yeah, just give me one second, I'll be right back. And then I go vomit. Like I never make a show of it. It depends on who I'm well, it depends on who I'm with if they know. I don't make a show of it necessarily, but like sometimes I will be honest and be like, I'm Mm. gonna go throw up, don't wait for me. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm not with the right people, then like I'm just gonna go do it and then pop some gum and hope they don't get too close. Well, there you go. 
Well, that's not what Mike did. Mike was on camera. So we had to all see it and hear it. I hate when they do that. I hate I when people, th- this happens a lot on reality shows. They'll cut away, but they'll leave the mics on. And it's like, it's not necessary. Ugh, we understand gross. what's happening. You didn't need to give us those details. I they think. did it in season one also with Snooki. And I can, mm-hmm. I remember it so vividly. Ugh. Yep. Um, oh, gross. Okay. So I'm changing the subject because it's disgusting. <laughs> um, but this is heartfelt. Vinny and Polly want to take their little Miami girls out on a last date. And as, if you remember, Vinny's been seeing Ramona and Polly's been seeing Rocio. Interesting. Rocio has recently resurfaced on TikTok oh. and has made some videos where she is like, Yes, it's me from Miami, you know, Jersey Shore <gasps> season two. And she made a point to say everything between me and Polly was super genuine. Everything you saw was real. He was so nice to me. He took me out. He was uh-huh. such a gentleman. And you hear Polly talk about her as very like, he's like, I want to treat her right. I would never act, you know, out of respect for with her and whatever and she vouched that all of that was not an act which I loved hearing that as we're recording this I do too and I believe it because I've accused things in relationships on that show of being staged but that was not one I felt like was I was like it it felt genuine Um, she had a lot of good things to say about him it was really sweet that is sweet and um Ramona on the other hand I wonder what she's up to Vinny's girl because on this night, once again, she was late. I think she's just one of those girls that like doesn't get ready in time and pushes things off. And Vinny, what he should, if he like, when you're with somebody like that, you have to know to work around it. Yeah. And make your reservation at eight, but tell her the reservations at seven. Tell her it's at six if you have to. I have friends that don't know how to be on time. And I just tell them a different time than I want them there because I know that it's <laughs> going to take them longer. And so like my one friend, I'll be like, I want you at my house by 715, knowing that I don't really care if she gets there until like 730, 745. Okay, work. Because I was actually I had written down to ask you because... I recently saw on TikTok people, you know how TikTok makes mountains out of molehills like crazy. And these people were talking about the late friends with such vitriol, like about how they're awful, terrible friends who deserve the worst. You know how TikTok does. Yeah. I was so like, I don't like, just don't hang out with them. Why, Why are you so angry? I think you need to learn to accept people how they are and just adjust. You know that they're going to be late. So do not set a time and expect them to be there. And then guess what? If you set the time and then you're late, then they know how you feel. Like, oh, okay. So like, that's the worst that's going to happen if you tell them to go early and they're there. Like, I just think some people don't have the gift of time management and that doesn't make them evil people. Like, it's not something we learn in school. You know what I mean? I, well, I'll tell you, I used to be perpetually late to have, I was the late, I was the late friend. And never too long, like 15, 30 minutes. But it was always for me because I was so deeply anxious about doing anything that I would just put it off, put it off, put it off until the very last minute. And then would cause myself more anxiety by being late. And I don't know what happened. Don't ask me how, but something just flipped in my mind. And now I'm not really late anymore. I actually could see Ramona kind of being that way because you don't think of super pretty girls necessarily as sometimes having anxiety or being mm-hmm. insecure, but they often have just as much, you know, as like anybody else. And so you 
I, th- I could, I could definitely see her kind of being in that mindset of like, just putting things off, getting ready, super slow and, and t- calling Vidi to be like, I'm still coming, you know, and he's, I don't know. I think he could have um, <laughs> been a little nicer. He's like, well, hurry up. I think that about his whole interaction with her this whole season, like he's very like, she kind of didn't want to go on a date with you in the first place. And then when she did, he was like chastising her for it. Like, you're lucky yeah, you like, got I'm the date. strangle you. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to strangle you. You're lucky you got the date. Now, what do you think of this date that they had tonight? Because I have to say, and it could be the cameras. I'm not going to blame either of them personally, but they have no chemistry. I'm sorry. There were other parts of this season where I did see chemistry between them, but a lot of it was alcohol induced and in the clubs. Mm. These kind of moments do feel a little stale. And I also think part of it is like, is Ramona pity dating him? Yeah, I don't know. I think so. Speaking of awkward, Vinny says that all of the dancers in New York will remind him of her. What a great line that i should have oh my god that is so funny i should have soundbite in fact i think i'll try to add it in after a soundbite because i found that to be so funny because she was like <laughs> well don't look at the other girls that are dancing and he's like no i'm gonna look but i'll be thinking they're just of gonna you. remind me of you they're gonna yeah i'm gonna look <laughs> but i'll just be a little bit sad Stupid. i will say i appreciate the honesty of them kind of having this conversation of like we it felt like they were speaking to each other as if they may never speak to each other again. And I appreciate that because I think it's good to establish that this could have been a summer fling and we'll try to talk, but just in case, like, goodbye. And I appreciate that. I think Polly and Rocio kind of have a similar kind of conversation. And Polly says, like, well, I kind of want things to continue, but it's not like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're close to each other. And uh, he does say at some point that he wants a girlfriend, so I think Polly has it in him, but I, I think the distance here is working against both of these couples. So then those dates, those dates are great. But then we get this really interesting music change because everything with those two dates is very romantic music. And then all of a sudden it switches to this like quirky kind of like music. And we get a pan to Sam and Ron at their restaurant, which it sh- I feel like there's no reason other than I guess the producers were not on board for them to have the same editing, but instead it's this like quirky, goofy thing as if there, and there's, there's a total vibe switch as you're watching it. And of course it's like this awkward dinner, but it was such a shift that it's like, we felt the awkwardness and they hadn't even fucking said anything yet. Just from the music. I think that's the point though. I think they were showing like how weird their Get relationship ready. is compared to these other very sweet, earnest relationships because even when they have good mo- that's the thing about sam and ron is even when they have good moments there's still like a tiny bit of tension in the air like yeah. there's always tension around them and always. the cast during reunions and stuff and and when the cast has addressed it they've they've said that basically it was 24 7 kind of tension and i think that's what they mean even when ron and sam are sitting there like trying to get along it's just like are they about to fight yeah it's it's they're always on edge. Sam is on edge. I feel like she's very defensive. So I think they're fighting over nothing all the time. Like Ron will just now granted Ron's not innocent in anything. Please, right. Like, trust me when I say that. But at this point, they're just so on edge with each other that Ron will like sneeze. And she's like, what did you mean by that? What do you mean? <laughs> and it's like, well, girl, I, I don't believe this is why they shouldn't be together. Yeah, well, th- exactly. They're the perfectly mismatched couple because Ron has figured out her triggers and purposely does it to like 
make yeah. her I, I feel like right to like make her look bad like he knows how to get her going without having to do much so that it looks like she started the argument and I guess technically she did a lot of the times it's this weird like they're perfectly mismatched for each other it's they're, like horrible are awful for each other because what was this argument even about like I think he was just like yeah whatever so it's- I've actually seen this fight on a couple different reality shows and it is mm-hmm. so stupid I'm going to, I'm going to play this out. I'm going to play this out for you. And I'm going to, you're going to be the, we're going to be a play a hetero couple right here. Okay. All I want you to say is I'm fine. Okay. Ready? Okay. Are you okay? I'm fine. No, I can tell there's something wrong and you're just like, you can be real with me. I can tell you're hiding it from me. Like, just tell me, like, are you okay? I'm fine. I'm just sitting here. No, if you're not going to be real with me, if you're not going to tell me what's wrong, then this is never going to work. That's what the fight was. That's what the fight was. That's literally what it was. And she said the words, when I'm with my boyfriend, I want to be with my boyfriend. Like, you're, I mean, you're with him. It's so unproductive. It's so unproductive. And I know people like that. And I have to say it is kind of irritating because it feels a little selfish. There's this mentality of like, stop feeling bad because I don't want to deal with you feeling bad. So just Mm -hmm. like be happy and be on the same vibe I am no matter what you're dealing with. I don't like that. I don't like that. And it's a lot of like picking fights that don't need to be there. I don't know. It's bad energy. And like you said, the whole house is affected by it. They go to this dinner and then they bring that awkward energy back to the house and everyone else, they even like go outside to be like, are you guys coming? We're trying to go out. Like everyone else is just so over it mm-hmm. because they're like, again with this, like again, but they've, they're like you said, they're all affected by it. Um, but they do end up going out because it is, it's their, technically their last night out. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that after a break. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. Can't get enough of um, hello. Never. <laughs> well, check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and TikTok at um, hello pod. And if you are listening to us, but you'd rather be watching, you can go to patreon.com slash um, hello. There's also going to be tons of bonus content, including bonus episodes and behind the scenes, like how I got my Snooky post. And last but not least, if you're a brand or you just want to give us money, send us an email, a professional email at um, hello pod at gmail.com. All right, let's get back to the show already. Okay. Um, hello. Um, hello. We are back and it's our last night at bed. They're going to bed, bed, B-E-D, whatever. The legendary bed. The bed that, as in the first night at bed. That was the last night at bed. Oh my God. The first night at bed and the last night at bed. It's the most iconic club of the Miami season because that's where Ron, um, he put his head between the cocktail waitress's breast, made out with multiple made out women, with whatever two the- girls. That's where that happened. And uh, this is also the place where now in this in the midst of their fight, somehow Sammy apologizes and Ron very dramatically is like, that's all I've been wanting to hear for the last four hours. That's all I've been wanting to hear. And then magically, they are just 100 percent fine again. They're so fickle, the two of them. It's like scary. <laughs> it is. It is a lot, but at least they make it so that everybody can kind of have a good time at this, um, at this last night. Yeah. And then Vinny gets approached by two women with an offer that, um, well, could he, should he have refused it? Listen, Mm -hmm. I have to be honest with you. 
I can't deny <laughs> that if I were in his, in his exact position, I would have a very hard time if I found those women attractive denying right. it because what a, what a way to go out of the season. What a right. way to end the season with a threesome. Yeah. And at that point, like, it's not like anybody was exclusive. It's the last night. I probably wouldn't have thought anything bad about it. And he has this moral dilemma because he's like, but Ramona and I don't want to disrespect her. I do give him credit for passing on it. I'll say yeah. this. The the way it makes him look as a good guy, mm. I think outweighs mm. how much of like a big shot he would have looked like if yeah. he had done it. I think it says a lot more and it goes like it outlasts, you know, the alternative. So I'm yeah. okay with it. He I actually right. he he actually said when you have a good girl say no to hoes. <laughs> He's so close to being not misogynistic. So close. <laughs> I understand the sentiment. When you got a good one pay attention to that person and that personally yeah. that's what he's trying to say it's wrapped in a not so pretty package but i'll take it it's kind of everything with him because he tries he's just he's a victim of the culture he grew up in like when he's he sees ramona and he says i'm gonna strangle you and he doesn't realize how that sounds he, he tries his best yeah. to, to not come off as a creep now these girls we're not done with them we are not done with them and neither is mike the situation yeah, because he's apparently very into sloppy seconds. I don't know why wow. he's so okay with just like doing that and being a second option. But he's just like, okay, I'll I'll step in, which is so desperate to me that I'm like, even if you did it, you can't brag that like whatever, like the situation didn't come to you. It's so embarrassing. I'm so sorry, but it is humiliating for him because the worst part is not only does he keep getting sloppy seconds, particularly Vinny's sloppy seconds. Yeah. He swoops in immediately after. Like, it's like he's watching Vinny waiting for him to reject the girl so he could swoop in. And then he, like, brags as if he committed a robbery. He, hasn't, he didn't say that this time, but he always acts as if, oh, I took Vinny's girl. No, Vinny had just rejected them. Right. That's why I say like it's sloppy seconds. It's not a robbery. Ugh. It's sloppy seconds. But and he it thinks is it's sloppy. a robbery. But it's very sloppy. It is sloppy. Then they oh, go to the bathroom and they're all making out and it is gross. Like he well, he insinuates he got a blowjob. That's what is I got. that what he insinuates? I didn't. He was just like, oh, some stuff happened, and I was like, sure, it did. He, oh, he insinuated <laughs> a blowjob happened because he said, uh, he said something like, oh, I got, and then he like pointed at his penis. Ah, so what else mm. would that mean? Or he like motioned toward his his genitals. At least that's what I picked up. Now, what do you think about a good? Have we talked about this before? How do you feel what? about club sex? I don't mind public sex in the right setting, but these clubs feel dirty. <laughs> you know. <sighs> well, I've never done such a thing, but that's also because I'm such like I'm such a lame. I don't I don't hook up ever, much less at a club or in public. Okay, before we go to the break, um, that was the last night out. Now, it's not the last night, just their last night out at a club. Right. Now, it's their last dinner. But here's the thing. I felt like a whiplash, and I know we've covered timing on this so much, but, like, did I miss something? I feel like we, we went to break, they were in the club, and then we came back, and all of a sudden, Jenny was cleaning the house <laughs> and it was like, um, she's like, it's the second to last night. And I'm like, what? I'm so confused. This show 
had chaotic, messy editing. And I noticed yeah. it in season one. I, I hadn't noticed it before because I wasn't keeping track of the storyline in the same way. And I was interested right. going into season two to see if it was the same. And it it, it was. It was chaotic Yeah, this was wild. So I guess it's there. She says second to last night when she's cleaning. But I think that there's like, I don't know if this, I don't know if this is two nights or what, whatever. I guess it doesn't matter. Here's what happened. So first... Sam and Ron are vibing in the hot tub and it's time to like start making dinner. What might be, I think their last family dinner Mm -hmm. and Snooki goes out innocently to ask Sam to help. I think because she wants to include her and is trying to be a good friend. And Sam immediately shuts her down probably because again, she's just like so on edge and defensive right now that like, I don't even think she can help it. But Snooki is clearly like, upset like immediately defeated you know I can see from Snooki's perspective because I feel like it was obvious to me and you and probably the whole audience that she was extending an olive branch yeah she was it, it wasn't necessarily that she needed help cooking from you specifically she wanted an opportunity to have just the two of them in a room to talk I think yeah and Sam either didn't get that or didn't want to do it and was just like no and the way she said it too was very like no and Snooki felt rejected. Like I, I, yeah. I extended an olive branch. I tried to be friendly with you on the last goddamn night before we leave. And it's no. And she goes in and she's like, clearly looks upset. And like, Vinny's like, what's wrong? She's like, Sam didn't want to help me. And Vinny's like, I'll help you. And she's like, no, it has to be a girl. And he's like, oh, kind of like a girl. And she's like, he's like messing around with her and he gets her to smile, which is a really, really cute moment. But it's just unnecessary for Sam to, like, not take help from the people who are trying to extend, like you said, like an olive branch. Yeah. And why in the world does Mike have to then not only, number one, stir the pot, but also continue to make Sam not trust anything to be real? Once again, Mike, the situation is not here. This is Mike, the instigation. Yeah. Because he's almost lying. Like he and goes he, out. flat out a lie. Right. He li- so, okay, let's put this into perspective. So Snooki goes in and she's telling Vinny, essentially, I asked Sam to help and she said no. And my feelings are kind of hurt. That's basically yes. what she said. So yes. Mike takes that and he goes out to the back and goes, everyone in there is talking shit about how you don't do shit around the house. An Angelina move. Let me just say. because. Exactly. She, it- like, that was very Angelina, exactly. Angelina behavior. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, they're talking shit. So then Sam now has an even worse taste in her mouth because she's like, now they think I'm lazy. So she goes mm-hmm. in to help, but it's completely out of spite. And she's throwing this crazy attitude at Snooki who doesn't deserve it because Snooki's just trying to be like, hey, friend, want to come help me make tacos? And she's like, look, look, I'm helping and I'm not, I'm doing it because I want to. And it's so <laughs> off-putting and literally Snooki's like, what do I even do? What the fuck? Like, I think Snooki's even at this point, like, this is erratic behavior and I'm scared. It was very off-putting. It was very, I'm so excited to be helping right now. I love helping. Helping is like, it was very like, kind of weird. Oof. But I will say, I respect that Sam is self-aware though, because in confessional, she was like, I'll help, but I'm going to be a bitch while I do it. So at least she knows she's behaving in a bitchy manner. I guess. I guess. JWoww does calm Snooki down so that they can have family dinner. It's the last family dinner, so you'd think they'd be all kumbaya, but Mike can't help himself. Mike, the instigation, like you said. But make it. he can't help but make it fucking weird. Mm. 
he keeps trying to ask questions that he knows are going to cause drama and say like, oh, who helps the least in the house? Let's let's like call out people who didn't pull their weight. And he's he's like really starting to try to he's really trying to cause drama. And everybody, including Ron and Sam, are dodging it because they're like, this is just not what I want. And they make it through dinner despite things being super weird. Then they go play this game, which I think was a horrible idea. The dinner was all already awkward, and then they're going to play a game to make things more awkward. Like, quit while you're behind. Uh-oh. Well, let's talk more about that little game after a break. Okay. And we'll be right back. Welcome to Sapphic Survival Guide. My name is Cheyenne. I'm Gina. Class is now in session. How do you define queer style? How do you communicate that you don't want to U-Haul at all? It is literally every (laughs) queer woman I meet hate Geminis. How do I deal with the most devastating breakup I've ever been through? Savvy Survival Guide. We're happy to be queer to answer your questions. Um, hello! Um, hello, we're back. We're back. We're playing a game. (laughs) That seems like a horrible idea, like I said. So the game is basically a superlatives list of, Mm -hmm. yeah, who's most likely to do this, who's least likely, whatever. We've made it through four, but there were fights on numbers three and four. So the first one, who's the most down to party? They said Snooki. And they were like, Mike, they made a joke out of what was actually like a really weird moment, which was like, Mike had to drag me out of the club. That's how much I'm down to party. But it's like, no, he dragged you out of the club because he's an asshole. But Right. (laughs) Then we get most likely to get skin cancer. And they all say Polly oh. because he has the tanning bed. In his bedroom. Yeah. From season one. I forgot about that. I Yeah, it's a whole thing now. This is where things start to get dicey. They ask, which who made up these questions? Who's more? Who's Production, most likely to who's most likely to be a follower? And Mike says Vinny, which makes Vinny like annoyed, but it's not a full on fight. You know what I mean? Well, that Mike, Mike, the situation, he's got that weird logic. His brain works in mysterious ways because he says the reason why Vinny is the most likely to be a follower was because Vinny didn't hang out with him and Polly in season one. And now all of a sudden he's with Polly all the time. Yeah. And Ronnie says, because Mike is jealous that he lost his best friend. And I happen to agree with Ron. I couldn't this agree instance. more. Mike is 100- jealous. because he lost. Which is the worst thing to lose your bestie. But listen, Vinny and Polly are cuter together. I'm sorry. I ship them more. 100%. Nope. Couldn't agree more. (laughs) So this is where things go south. They and again, who the fuck made up these questions? They ask who's the fakest. And at first, some people say Mike. But then there's some kind of weird miscommunication. Somebody says Jenny. I think it could have been funny if they had played off like, oh, Jenny, because of her tits. Like, like, like body wise, she's the fakest, but that's not what it's like a miscommunication thing. Things kind of get weirdly heated and Jenny like walks out to smoke or something. So it's just, that's where it ends. We got four superlatives. Three of them were negative. Why? Why? On the last night? Why? Well, so as Jenny is kind of angrily walking away, she just throws out as she's leaving the room that somebody in the house said Mike is the fake one, but that she won't rat out who, but somebody said that to her. So that's always, you always know you're about to get some good drama when someone's like, "Mm, they were talking shit about you, but I won't tell you who, but it was somebody. Yeah, Mm. I won't say a name, but it was somebody. They were saying, I didn't say that either. They were saying it. 
So you know something's about to happen. Um, when Jenny leaves, Mike's, this is what happens. Jenny says that Mike's the fake one and then leaves. And then Mike starts venting about how Jenny is the fake one. And then so Snooky, who kind of overhears Mike venting about Jenny being the fake one in the house, mm-hmm. she goes to Jenny and says, Mike said you were fake and people were nodding in agreement. Which I didn't see that. I don't, I don't. I think this was a reach. Like, I'm not really sure why Snooki did that. And I'm not like blaming her. I think she just misinterpreted what she like saw. And it really goes south because I mean, I don't know what she expected. It's Jenny. She obviously is going to go confront them because she's like, yo, if you're talking, like, let's get it out in the open. And Polly, who we all know is not the one to normally get mad, he he immediately gets so infuriated that this is why I just think they're all so on edge from everything going on. And I think that the Sam and Ron like vibe of just fights for no reason has sprawled over into everything. And I think Polly's just been like so annoyed everything for so long that when it then finally gets directed at him. That's why we get that, like, from who? And you see his, like, veins popping out. And Snooki's like, ah! Because she's literally scared of him in this moment. And it sucks because it was a mistake that she made. Well, something But I, so- I think it was a buildup, you know? I actually have it written down, and I want to try to make sense of the timeline of events because it did feel like Polly was so angry, and it's kind of hard to... I'm trying to map out... It was out. very angry. Angrier than I've seen him, I think, before or after. I think that's the angriest he's ever been. And, I okay, so here's what happens. Yeah. So... Snooki tells Jenny that Mike was saying she was fake and everybody was agreeing. Jenny was saying, why are you saying, why are people saying I'm fake? And Polly's like, I never fucking said that. And she's saying, yeah, I heard that you said that. And he's like, from who? And she Mm. doesn't want to say it because the answer is Snooki. And she doesn't want to rat out her friend. So she's like, it doesn't matter. And he's like, no, it does fucking matter. Like who, I didn't say that. So who's saying I said that? And she's like, well, if you didn't say it, and she kind of tries to back off. Like, all right, well, if you didn't say it, if you didn't say it, he's like, well, no, who, he like, who fucking said it? And so that's why he like gets mad because he's like, who's putting words in my mouth? I never called you fake, which to be fair, like they don't even have that kind of relationship for like Polly to be throwing shade at JWoww. So I don't even know why, like, I don't know why the conversation was like, you didn't say this, right? No, I didn't. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think so. I don't know. It's just, it's the game of telephone. And when you have a, a friend group, you know, sometimes just light venting or light shade blows up and turns into, oh, you were talking shit about them. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. But this was a, a whole season's worth of drama kind of blowing up right at the end, which is sad because it's the very yeah. end. It's their last night and they're all, fight- the whole house is sort of tense and fighting with each other now. Yeah, now everything is weird, including between Wow and Snooki. Mm-hmm. And Snooki wants to leave, and she's dramatically packing, and they're fighting in the whole house. She loves that bit. Them. She loves You're that right. bit. Snooki <laughs> loves to pack and have every. I will say, You're she so was right. very, she was very young at this time, but it is sort of like almost a teenager thing to like pack up and then look around like I'm waiting. When is everyone going to beg me to stay? And they always I, do because they love her. I think part of this too is they're just all too drunk to be like doing yeah. this kind of shit. Like you can tell that like Jenny even says at one point, like I'm too drunk for this right now. Like it's just yeah. like they've been drinking too much. Everyone's on edge. Alcohol's not helping. And it's just a huge mess for there to be 15 minutes left in the <laughs> season. Uh, well, 
of course, as they do, they convinced her to not leave that night and <laughs> to stay Mike until the next day. Kind of is the reason that she didn't. I mean, I hate I love him. I hate Mike because he causes this drama. He does all this instigating. And then he comes in and thinks that he can just pick her up, throw her on the couch, tell her to smile, and everything's going to be all kumbaya. And I feel like the only reason that she kind of goes with it is because it is the last night. Mm. But it feels like the weirdest closure to the season. That's happened multiple times with him this season, though. He starts drama. Yeah. And then is like, well, I'm over it. So everyone else should be. And then he basically is like, well, I'm sorry. So everybody be over it. And then somehow everybody just kind of moves on, especially Snooki. This has happened specifically with her. This is what happened when he uh, tried uh-huh. to pick her up and remove her from the club. Same thing. He gave her a half non-apology and just kind of assaulted her physically on her bed. And, and he still thinks he all- can. It's the same thing. It's repeating pattern over and over again with him. Mm-mm. Well, it is the last night, so everybody's down to just kumbaya it and, mm-hmm. and be okay. Yeah. They go to bed. They get up in the morning and they make some breakfast, have a nice little like last cheers, and mm-hmm. every and then that's when everybody starts packing up. I would have been packed for way longer than they did. Right? They did this very last minute. No, I have to say I'm a morning packer. I'm I'm like no. at a hotel at like ten fifty five before an eleven a.m. checkout. Like I gotta get my shit together. Oh my gosh, my anxiety could never. But now it's time for the goodbyes. And Sam and Ron are leaving together, which is supposed to be poetic because they Mm -hmm. didn't enter the house together. But what the fuck ever? Fucking mess. Bye. Once again, they try to get us to root for this damn couple when nobody's rooting for them, babe. We want them to break up just as much as the cast does. They're a disaster. I don't, yeah, I was gonna say, I don't even know that the, the no one's really rooting for them. The producers aren't even editing it in a way that's making us root yeah, that's for them. True. It's just that we're stuck with them. <laughs> this, yeah, this whole um outro was very different from season one. First of all, their yeah. goodbyes was all of four minutes of TV time, if that. And last season, there was a lot of emotion, a lot of crying, a lot of, you guys changed my life and you're my We're family. We're going to do this every year. And this year was like, bye, get in a car, go. What do you yeah. think that was? Do you think it was because, okay, here's my theory. Do you think it was because they knew they were going to go straight into season three in like a month or two? Or do you think they were just sick of each other and were like, fuck you all, goodbye? Both. Both. Yeah, both. I do. I think it's both. I, agree. I think Sam, part of Sam and Ron leaving first, I think, is because they're, I think they were like so over it. We just want to get out of here. Yeah. And their goodbyes are pretty quick. They skip Wow, which everybody afterwards points out. They're so over it on so many different levels. And then Vinny's next because of his flight. But we had these really nice road trip, like montage footage stuff on the way down of these road trips between. Jay Wow and Snooki and Polly and Mike. And this time we they just get in a car and drive off. There's no camera crew following them home. Right. There, there's nothing. They all say they're gonna miss Miami, which they might as a place. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't feel like they, yeah, there's just lack of like uh that was so great. Let's do it again. We're yeah. a big happy family. Like that was it felt like they were just like, oh my god, finally. Which I mean, they had just fought. The whole house was fighting the night before. So it makes sense that they're being cordial, but they were just fucking sick of each other. They were over each other. And I get it because when you're around people for that long, I can't even imagine how over it I would be. Oh, man. And, and I know we mentioned the timing of when they filmed and when they get to see things, but I think we're going to get to see a lot of that actually play out in Sam's emotions on screen next season. Yeah. 
And so, yeah, season two and season three are weird cousins that, you know, always end up together again under unlikely circumstances. And it's going to be an interesting ride. And I I feel so weird that this is how like season two ends. Like it's so anticlimactic. It's a non-ending random fight that we had. And now we're done. Like now, now it's over. And I've read like producer AMAs. We've talked a little bit about before about it before. Um, yeah. And I might have even said this. So forgive me if I'm repeating myself. But in the producer's mind, season three was the second part of season two. So like the producer sort of considers season two and three one very long season. And I yeah. think the cast sort of felt that way too, because it led one led right into the other. That didn't feel like there was a kind of break in terms of, uh, I don't think there was a very long break. I think they went, they probably only had a few weeks or months off. Yeah, and it, it it feels very much like we finished a part one. Yeah, exactly. And Jenny says something interesting, which is it's one of those sort of non, it's like almost a fourth wall break. She says, Sam will realize who truly had her back, like when she realizes or when she wakes up. In other words, when she sees uh-huh. the show, when she yeah. sees Ron's confessionals and what Ron was up to, then she'll know. But until then... And that's true because in season three, her attitude, there was a moment where it completely shifts. And I believe that's when she saw the show. She saw the show yep. and everything changed. Yep. So I'm excited. I'm excited to get into season three. That's what that's Me too. my favorite season. I know it's going to be good. So let's wrap up season two with our last cookie quote. I tried to pick a fun one, although it is, it's simultaneously funny, but morbid, which I think kind of fits okay. the theme. So do you want to? Do you want to take the Snooky monologue or would you like to be Jay Wow? I'll be Jenny. All right. A crow comes and it starts quacking at us or not quacking. What does a crow do? On the last day, there's a black crow. Usually when a crow comes and it does that, that means you're going to die. So it's warning you of your death. Right now we're thinking, who's going to die right now? Not going to be me. And scene. Ooh. Hopefully the death is Sam and Ron's relationship. <laughs> do you think, real quick, do you think mm-hmm. crows are a bad omen? Because I love crows. They're so funny. I mean, Hitchcock um, branded them that way. You're right. But, and that's not fair. Oh, I guess Edgar Allan Poe as well. Oh, no, that was Raven. Uh-huh. That was Raven's, but similar vibe. I love crows. I f- Let me tell you, don't tell my coworkers. I sometimes feed the crows outside of work. And I know you're not supposed to do that because then they will never leave you alone, but... Snooki, the the ever animal lover. Oh, yeah. She was going to be a vet. (laughs) In another life. All right. Well, that's it, I think, for season two. Well, not quite. We have the reunion. That's the end of the main season, though. That's true. We do have the reunion coming next. But with that, um, goodbye. Um, hello. Um, goodbye. See you next season. If you want more of the podcast, you can follow us on any social media at um hello pod. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash um hello. We've got a video feed there so you can see our beautiful faces while we recap Jersey Shore. And we've also got a little bit of behind the scenes bonus content for you. And you can find me anywhere online at The Lee Regina, including my website, thelebergina.com. And you can find me online on TikTok and Instagram at angel.iconic.music. Thanks for listening. Bye.